This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I want to welcome everybody to the Unimpressed Podcast today. And we have a guest calling in from Los Angeles, and he is a uh, radio talk show host and has a show that's nationally syndicated called Coast to Coast AM. And I want to welcome George Nuri to the Unimpressed Podcast. How are you doing, George? John, I'm doing great. Thanks for inviting me on your program. I'm looking forward to this. Well, you've been around and I've seen you on a few programs and in sometimes you think about people's agenda, what's their internal drive. And I saw you have a father that was a Lebanese Egyptian father and a Lebanese mother. And for some reason, Lebanese and Egyptian names have been circling in my life recently. Do you think your drive comes from that foundation um, based on some of the topics you talk about? Gosh, you know, I've been doing this, John, since I was 11 years old, fascinated with the unexplained and the unusual and stuff like that. And my parents encouraged me when I was a little boy. They pushed me. They said, investigate, have fun, do what you want to do. And so that has a lot to do with it. And uh, I just kept going into the business, getting closer and closer to getting some answers that I've been looking for all my life. I've done this primarily for myself to find out what's going on with UFOs, life after death, and all those other incredible things. I wanted answers for myself. But I happen to be sharing it with millions of other people now. When you talk to different people and, and they have different narratives, do you pull information from, say, one interview and pull information from another interview and kind of rationalize that for yourself? I've got a great staff that gives me a lot of research and work like that. But yes, I do. If I'll interview person A and person B, I'll try to extract information from that first person and use it for the second. And it just meshes that way. Where are you at with your discovery? I, I'm back to where I started, I think. <laughs> still looking for those answers, still trying to find out if yeah. there's extraterrestrial life. Is there life after death? I mean, I think there are, but I'm yeah. still trying to find out. Well, I mean, you talk to people, you know, I talked to Stephen Greer and, and I just recently talked to a guy, Samuel Chong. Um, have you heard about the Theoba prophecy? Yes. Yes. I haven't done a show on that yet, but I've heard about that. When I think about the information and I think about information that we know, some of that lines up. Now, I think if you perpetuate some of those narratives over a thousand years, obviously that's going to change. Where do we land? Uh, I think a lot of the threads are could be true. If some of the threads are linear to several different situations, then I think you really got to think about it. Absolutely. Thinking that is fascinating. It keeps you wondering. I guess internal, what do you feel like you're trying to do? I want to get answers. I want to get answers primarily for myself, but I want to get answers for our listeners too and for our people who tune in to want to know what is going on with all these other 
unexplained questions. So that's part of my mission. So I feel myself as a investigative reporter looking for the answers for these incredible questions about life. And we're getting there in some cases. I will say this, going back to the background, I think Egyptians are all the indigenous people around the world. And I think... Um, you know, you can look at where my family's from uh, in Western North Carolina and Eastern Tennessee. There's a, you know, they found a pyramid in the bottom of the Klitsch River. And I think there's pyramids all around the world that we haven't discovered. Absolutely. In um, that area, I didn't realize this, that area is, you know, obviously a big Cherokee Native American area, which my mom was from that side. But then my dad, on my dad's side, I think my great grandfather was a chief in Oklahoma on the Whitaker side. He was a chief in Oklahoma over like 10,000 Cherokee Indians. So I got it from both sides. And I'm a clairsentient. So, you know, when I talk to people or whatever, there's things I feel with energy and things like that that I can relate to. So when sometimes I hear information, I can probably relate to it better because some of those things I feel. Does that make any sense? You're on a mission yourself, getting closer to the answers, do you think? I think it's a lot simpler because I was driving one day and I said, in this world, I think there's two mindsets, talking to engineers and people who study space. And, you know, if you think about it, we try to find things by discovery. So we're trying to find answers and we set up our education based on discovery. But if you set up a narrative based on creation, I think you can get to the answers a lot quicker. Quicker. Well, a lot of these very intellectual people and so forth stay in their own lane. I don't know if they're coming from a space uh, of of a mindset of creation. Does that make sense? Because they don't, they kind of stay in that box and they don't put pieces together outside that box. Well, here's an example, John. The Big Bang. I still, in 20 some years of doing Coast to Coast, have been able to find an interviewer an interviewee who can explain the Big Bang to us. What happened? How did something start from nothing? I just don't get it. The Big Bang. I mean, do you not think things are, some things are predetermined? Some things are predetermined, but other things aren't. And I still can't understand how something could start from nothing. And they can't explain it to me. They, they, they can't explain how the universe started. Maybe it always was. That's what my mother says. Well, I dug into this thing about creation of four. If you look at it, and this is what one of the things that he said on that, uh, Samuel Chong said that there were four powers that created the universe. The four powers, when you look at the universe, the universe is in four parts. And then you look at the planets. You have four terrestrial planets. You have four gas planets. And then you look at the moving parts of the sun, the moon, and I think Pluto plays still plays a big part. I think Pluto is the crown chakra. So if you look at the sun to the heart, that's the heart chakra. Earth is the heart chakra. There's some mathematical things there. Planetary system may be a little off of how it's explained to us. But if you look at just that of four, the cross is four. They say four in the Bible's creation. Then you break the earth down. Earth is in four parts. There's four gases. There's four directions. There's four elements. So I think there's a mathematical thing there with creation. And I was born on a four day. How about that? I mean, do you ever think about anything like that? That's pretty deep, John. Pretty deep. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. it. It ties together. Why Why is that? And then in the book of Gates, it says there was four human beings created. Instead and, of the two? And nobody's ever talks about the book of Gates. That was the Egyptian book, the book of Gates. And the Egyptians have a book called the Egyptian Book of the Dead. The Tibetans have one called the Tibetan Book of the Dead. 
It's a training guide for what happens when you pass on. It's an amazing thing. But how did these people know this? How did these indigenous people know all about all this thousands of years ago? It's remarkable. Maybe, maybe this has been done a few times. Maybe many times. Yes, very possible. Um, Robert Oppenheimer once said when he developed the atomic bomb, this has been done before. And he might have been right. Civilizations could have gone through this a number of times. I mean, do you have any personal uh, opinions on, on based on the information you've seen and heard or talked I think about? There, well, I think there are many Earth-like planets throughout the universe. I think there's life teeming all over the place. The big question is, how did it get here? If you believe in God, it's a simple explain. God did this and that's it. Yeah. And I want answers. I want more than that. And I'm not going to stop until I try to get it. Well, I'll say this. You know why I started digging into the fours? I created this thing, how to eliminate unconscious bias with content. That's, because that's not easy to do. You can basically take data. I could show you how to build a pure source you know, a pure source fan, fan or customer and not have to sell them anything by law of attraction and all data-based. If you applied the creation of four and could figure out that mathematically and how it's tied to the human body, how all creation is tied to the human body and the universe, right? Mathematically, you could see all the wrong answers in humanity. You're a deep thinker, my friend. <laughs> you really are. I think I have quantum physics coming through. I don't know where I get the information, but I don't know. Those are the rationales in my head. Have you always been on this quest? I'm always trying to find the answer. And if I get information, I can rationalize things. I can put things together because I think that's where the creation might, like if you understand how something's created, you can rationalize it better and quicker. You know, it's just like the periodic table. Why would you put the periodic table in school? You're just going to put these, you know, what do they call them? Elements or whatever they call them that have no connection, no function of anything, you know, instead of you took or meaning. Yeah, or no meaning of anything. So if you took those took the periodic table and put them in the right groups and then showed how they function, then you're coming from a, a creation mindset. Like the periodic table in school, that that is created to confuse people because there's no direction there. You're just identifying what those things are. I bet you were a toughie in school. I was actually I was bored in were school. You? Did you question the teachers a lot? Not really. I think I was just bored. I mean, I don't think I had books in college. You were way over what they were teaching, weren't you? I didn't realize that until later in life. I guess so. I mean, I feel like I've normalized my narrative, but talking to you, I mean, maybe it's not normal. We're not normal, John. How'd you get into doing what you're doing now? I basically built the fastest rising comedian in American history Good seven you. years ago. I was in television production, developed a thousand shows, sold three, got pissed off. I actually partnered with a big uh, showrunner at the time, uh, Chris Case. And then I saw this kid on online that I thought was really funny because we were looking for characters to develop shows around and nobody wanted to sign him. Uh, I signed him and we went to work June. And this is kind of the fast forward story, but June 26th of 2016. And then we changed how comedy did business. We basically built a studio, um, became a partner with Facebook. We're one of 30 companies in the world. It's a meta media partner. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. And then I just got approached by TikTok this year. And now we're a um, TikTok live creator network agency. Did you hear of the woman who was making millions on social at people paying to watch her go to sleep? Oh, no. Millions of dollars she's making. Millions. 
Really? And they, and they watch her sleep every night. She sets up her phone. Yeah. And they, they click in and. Interesting. She's making her money. It's crazy. But this this podcast thing, I never I never wanted to be on camera. I didn't feel like I've been pushed to speak this narrative in a way. Whoever I talk to, I try to create balance in the conversation. It doesn't matter what you believe in, who you are. Uh, I think there's a way to create balance with anybody. Podcasts are a great way to meet other people. It's, it's fantastic. When you get out of bed, do you in the morning and what's the first thing you want to do? Is this your drive every day? Because you've been going hard at it for a long time. Johnny, I have not taken a vacation in 20 years. I'll take an occasional day off once in a while, but I'll work holidays. I'm obsessed with this business. I'm obsessed with this show. I'm obsessed with getting answers. And it's fun for me. It's, you know, let's not tell them, but I would do it for free. That's who I am. I mean, I, I'm doing it because I love doing what I do. Every guest that comes on this program, coast to coast, I'm learning something from them. They bring something to the table, whatever it might be. And, you know, a lot of times it's one of those aha moments like, I didn't know that. Wow, that's cool. And you just begin to learn things for yourself. When I'm out and people come up to me, they recognize me from the History Channel's Ancient Aliens, for example, and they are loaded with questions. I just love the way they are trying to get answers to everything we're looking for. One of the reasons I keep doing what I do. But when I wake up, I hit the deck running and I don't stop. Well, let me give you another rationale. This is something I thought about, about symbolism. You know, they have these ancient sites all around. And one thing, you know, if you think about some of the stories that have been told or whatever, God created things and wanted things to be symbiotic, you know. And, you know, emotions is the biggest juggernaut in the universe. That's what throws everything off because you could, if you didn't have emotions in play, you could probably predict what human beings would do based on their environment. And thinking of that, and you're looking at some of the, the symbolism of these Egyptians, do you think there was some type of war? Because when you think about the, the Egyptian pyramids and, and Atlantis and some of these other things of how they were represented, their symbolism was different. But then you had these ancient sites where their symbolism was with the reptilians or, you know, the snake or whatever it is. Do you think these people came into play unexpectedly in the universe and there was some type of battle between the good and the bad? There might have been an ancient battle. There may have been many, many, many. The Egyptians could have come from Mars, for example. I've heard a lot of stories about that, uh, that they came from other places throughout the universe. Uh, they were very advanced. Cairo means Mars, or Mars means Cairo in Arabic. Something happened on this planet a long time ago, and I think we... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We keep a lot of emotions bundled up inside in life, and sometimes we got to talk to people. I witnessed the benefits with my own two eyes. I have a close friend that was struggling with depression and felt like she had no one she could consistently talk to because of her busy schedule. She was matched with a therapist through BetterHelp. After several months of sessions, I've seen a tremendous change in her personality and in her life. If you're needing therapy and, and want to get some of those things off your chest, it's entirely online and designed to conveniently work around your schedule and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Just fill out a questionnaire and they will align you with the right therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unimpressed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash unimpressed. We were visited. I think they established colonies here, and here they are. If it comes down to bloodline, what do you think about people having the Hebrew bloodline and non-Hebrew bloodline? Really never thought about it like that. I think we're all people, John. Gotcha. We, we are what we are. With different belief systems, but we're still the same. Obviously, melds over time, you know, because there's different things that people put out there. This dark energy is light, light energy. I mean, what do you think about quantum physics? I think all of this is amazing. Dark matter, what is it? They can't find it. They can't see it, but they know it's there. I mean, there are so many incredible puzzles in this universe. And one day we'll get some of these answers. I think as technology gets better and better and better, we'll probably get some of the answers we want. We may not want the answers we're going to get, but we'll get there. I think we have the answers. Do you not think we have some of these answers? I, I, well, I think we have a few, but not a lot. There's so much that we need to know. What would be something you would want to know exact specifically that you don't think you know? How did we get here? How did we start? I mean, what are the... What are the odds on this planet specifically of all these human beings doing what we do, you doing your programs, me doing mine. Why are we here? What's it all about? I mm -hmm. want those answers. And if you got the answer, what would you do? I would put it on the air faster than you could just call anybody. It would be the greatest story in the world. If we could get the answers to our existence, if I had the answer of how did we come about, and I'm not talking biblically speaking. If you take the Bible literally, you've got answers there. But if you don't, you need to get the answers. But man, I'd love to be able to get them. You married? I never talk about my personal life like that. Let's <laughs> just say I enjoy my life. I have been married. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I just didn't know. Three kids, six grandchildren, two great grandchildren, beautiful little kids. Yeah. I was just asking, what do the kids think about some of the, the stuff you do and the answers? They love what for? dad does. I mean, they're, they're into it. Uh, even the little ones, they start listening. You know, I'm on late night for yeah. most human beings, but yeah. they enjoy it. And, you know, and they know dad's done this all his life, so they're used to it. What do you think the future is for that type of communication? It's getting bigger. We're still adding affiliates and stations. We do our own podcasting. We do different kinds of programs. It's growing. People are looking for information, and they're dying for it. They just really want it, and uh, we will provide it for, God willing. How many stations do you have around the country? I've got 640 right now. We've just opened the doors to Canada again, so we're coming back there. And then we podcast, and then we stream on the Internet with uh, what we call a Coast Insiders membership, where there are thousands of people doing it. 
where they want to be able to listen when they can, not yeah. just when we're on the air. But in terms of terrestrial radio stations, 640. That's a lot. That is a lot. Do you have any personal experiences that's happened with you? I've had some strange things happen in my life. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in synchronicities. Yeah. Things happen for a reason, that karma, what goes around, comes around. But uh, I've, I've had some strange things. I had an 11-year-old when I was 11. I had an out-of-body experience floating over my body in bed that really got me going into all this because it was the strangest feeling of my life. I've had a lot of friends who have passed on, and I want answers. Where are they? What are they doing? Do they know what's up? Do they know they're dead? Have you had any healers or any spiritual people in your family? My mother's very spiritual, and I think she probably got that from her mother. She's not psychic, but she's just very spiritually inclined. How about like energy like energy coming out of people's hands and stuff. Not in the family, but I've run into some people who are those kinds of healers. They've got this incredible ability, hands-on healing and stuff like that. It's an amazing gift. Because we understand that the divine is a certain way, but if you had a discovery about divine and you put it in front of somebody, it's almost like if it smacks them in the face too much, it's like they don't, they just, they don't even respond. What do you think about that human response about someone that may have that type of ability some people get it some people don't mm -hmm. simple as that if some people have it some people don't they say we all ha have should have these abilities. we all have the ability but not yeah. everybody has been tuned in enough to be able to do it you're psychic i'm psychic but you may be better than me for some reason Gotcha. What do you think about the stuff Stephen Greer talks about with zero point energy? Stephen has been a genius all night. I've known him for 20 years in the, both in the UFO field and zero point energy. He's, he's right on. I mean, it's an amazing individual, an emergency room doctor who has devoted his career mm -hmm. to getting these answers. Uh, but he does a very thorough job. He does a better job than our government does in investigating UFOs. He's put together groups of people, speakers, events. He's, uh, he's one of a kind. Films. The guy's a genius. No, he says that, you know, that some of our administrations and things like that are not dialed in to a lot of information they should know. If you think about how we characterize UFOs, they call them UFOs or aliens or whatever. Or UAPs now, whatever they yeah. are. Yeah. Why do we characterize them in kind of a fear-based title? Because of the unknown. People don't know the answers. And they're scared. They say the ancient civilizations are not do not want to mess with us. Stephen says basically that we are creating fear within our own society. Not out to destroy us, because as yeah. you just said, if they were going to destroy us, they would have done it a long time ago with technology that far surpasses what we have. Mm -hmm. But I think they created us. I think they are the ones that made us. Mm -hmm. And they come in and monitor us every once in a while. And they've probably done this throughout the universe. Mm -hmm. They've learned how to travel. I used to say, put a dot. Here's a little piece of paper. Hold it up there. See, there's a dot here and a dot there. Yeah. You get from here to there, the easiest way is to bend it and fold it. And that's what they've learned how to do. They've learned how to bend space and time to travel. And they've got the secrets of the universe. And they've been doing it for probably hundreds of thousands of years. Well, going back to Samuel Chong in the Theoba prophecy, talking about creation again, he said that there's these tablets about the creation of four in India. That's some of the information that's in that Theoba prophecy that, that aligns with whatever came through my head with the creation of four, which I don't even know where that came from. If you could find those tablets. Somebody's right? got them. 
somebody's got those tablets hidden away somewhere. Even if we found the tablets, if it's true, we don't even know if it's true, but even if you found the tablets, something like that, it explains creation. You think people would believe it? Some people will. I think half will believe and half won't. But, you know, if you went out today, John, and did a study on whether people believe we're being visited by UFOs, I would say the majority would say yes. 20 years ago, probably the other way around. But people are accepting it, they're knowledgeable about it, and they're getting tuned into what's going on. And they're very close to getting the answers they're looking for. Do you think we're going to see a major change in the next 25 years? Absolutely. In all walks of life, information, lifestyle, what we know, what we don't know, the next 25 years are going to be amazing. I hope to be here for that, God willing, because I'd love to see it unfold. If you met an alien, UFO, ancient civilization person, what would you ask this person? The first question I would ask an ET, do they believe in God? I'd love to get that answer. Would he say, who, what, or absolutely? Is there a divine creator? I want to get that answer. Well, I think there is. I think you're right. And I think it's energy. I think God's energy. The other thing is when I started, my mind kind of changed is after I did actually did a journey in Los Angeles in Malibu. And um, that was a very interesting thing. Gorgeous out there. Um, But that's when everything changed for me. It changed my whole, uh, I don't know what it opened up or what happened, but my business changed. I changed. For the Uh, better? Yeah, absolutely. Because I I was, you know, I met all these shamans and met all these people in this space, but I was probably the last person in our pack that you would think would end up with these spiritual attributes, if you will. Do you consider yourself, John, very spiritual? Absolutely. I'm very um, right or wrong. Not necessarily religious, but spiritual. I'm the same way. Yeah. I mean, meditation, all that. I try to do it every day and just right or wrong. Whether someone likes to hear it or not, I'm going to hit you in the mouth because I don't know people don't like the truth. What did Jack Nicholson say in A Few Good Men? You can't handle the truth. Yeah, right. Uh, I think people can handle the truth. And that's why I keep doing what I'm doing. uh, What's been the most interesting interview you've ever had? I've had many, but I had one with a guy named Benjamin Krem, who's not here anymore who claimed that he represented a fellow by the name of the Maitreya that some people thought was the next Antichrist. And he was on the air talking about this Maitreya. And I'm getting emails people from people, John, saying, get him off the air. I'm getting sick to my stomach. I feel nauseated. Something's happening to me. I'm getting that from a countless number of people. And while I'm doing the interview with the guy, all of a sudden I'm starting to feel queasy. It mm-hmm. never happens to me to feel like that, but it, but it did. Well, I ended the interview He moved on. People started emailing me saying, thank God, I feel better. He was one strange guy. Now, he's passed on, but weird, very weird. I'll never forget that. You think he had like a dark energy? Very dark. Very dark. And he may not even have known that he had it, but he did. What do you think of people that may not be in touch with that, that may have something dark and they don't even know it? And that's what we call psychic vampires, for example, people who have the ability to suck the energy from you, and they don't even know they're doing it to people. I knew a guy whose name was Andy. He used to sit in a corner bar at the Ritz-Carlton in St. Louis. Nobody would be by the guy, ever. Nobody. And I went up to him one day, and I said, Andy, why isn't anybody around you? He said, George, all my life, nobody's been around me. I don't understand. And I started asking people, and they said, stand next to the guy for 10 minutes. You're exhausted just standing there. And they were right. So I went up to him one day and said, Andy, you're giving off some kind of bad energy. What, whatever you're doing, it's the wrong thing. Change it. 
couple of weeks later, I saw him. There was a crowd of people around him, mm-hmm. and he went with his thumbs up, and he said, I like this. I've changed some things about my life, and things are changing. But it was it was about energy. It's all about energy. That's what yeah. you've been talking about on your program. For you. When you think about the mind, talking about your guy, let's say if somebody has dark energy, and then what they're talking about, you know, you're he- you're hearing it. You're seeing it. You're seeing the guy say it. You're hearing it. Um, You know, I think the mind is a very, very powerful thing. And I think sometimes narratives can be 20% in favor of whatever the narrative is if you don't understand how things affect you. So, but at the end of the day, I think fear is a very weak energy. You know, if you just recognize it as weak because it's not coming from a pure source. It's coming from something that's... um, fragmented if you will do you believe um, in karma what goes around comes around i do and I, you know and i think we're, we're supposed to be moving out of that phase from what i understand but i think there's karma in this in the 3d world absolutely treat people good it comes back to you in spades yeah uh, i when i come by and see homeless people it's very difficult for me not to give him five bucks ten bucks twenty bucks um to help them out and i do that because i do it from the heart john i don't do it because i expect a reward but almost all the time when i do that something happens something great happens i mean there was one day i gave a homeless guy 20 bucks i went to the post office i had a check from my insurance company that i was not expecting for fifteen hundred dollars how does this happen Mm -hmm. karma's it's real you ever do any positive like mind mind things where you tell yourself hey I'm going to do this 10 times. I do a lot of meditation. It doesn't have to take a long time. Just a few minutes a day. Just get deep within yourself. But I do that a lot. It's helped. It's, I think it's helped develop who I am. If you had to define yourself right now, what would, what would you be defined as? I would define myself as a guy who had a mission to get the answers of life. That's the epitaph I would like on my tombstone. Make sure you put it there. <laughs> and you and you and you said you go back and forth from LA and St. Louis? Yeah. Where you spend most of the time? It's about 50-50. Oh, okay. The corporate cool. offices are here in LA, but St. Louis is home where the kids are. George, was there anything else that you're trying to get out there to the world for anything current? I just wanted to thank you for what you're doing. And I, I, I think anytime people can be innovative like you've been over the years, it's fantastic. And the information that you pass on to people is fantastic. And so thank you for what you do. Well, I'm just trying, man. I'm just trying to... A lot of this stuff I think is normal to me, but obviously it's not. Some people look at me like I got three heads, but yeah, but it makes sense to me. You know what I mean? You got it. But anytime you need me, let me know. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. And this has been George Norrie and I'm John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.